it is Iron Bowl week, or as I like to call it, the least wonderful time of the year. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I am good. It's Iron Bowl week. Uh, we have little little different attitudes about it, but I get it. You know, winning isn't uh, so much fun as it is a relief. It, that's the way it is with Iron Bowl. Now, I know, and look, I'm, I, I had some people comment in the video that, uh, first of all, this episode is brought to you by Upside, and thank you for making us your first listen. Got to say those things. Upside is awesome. I'll tell you about it in a minute. Um I had some people in the comments talk about how, hey, look, I'm, I have fun every time we beat Auburn. I, I have fun too, except it is more relief. I, I promise you it's that way. I grew up close to Auburn. A lot of my friends are Auburn fans. Um, they get more joy out of beating us than I get joy out of beating them because um, I just feel like, thank God that's over every single time. Um, and so, yeah, and here we are again coming into an Iron Bowl where we – I mean, we – in reality, we have very little to play for. So um, – and Auburn has nothing to play for. I mean, a bowl game, but who gives a rip? I mean, it, they have – this could be their bowl game. And so they're going to show up all teary-eyed and uh, hopped up on goofballs, and they're going to come in here and, and play like their hair is on fire. Now, that may not matter because their, their offensive line isn't that great – um, I, their whole team isn't all too terribly wonderful. Uh, they've got some decent running backs. Uh, Robbie Ashford can be a threat running the ball. Um, Derek Hall is a really good player. So is Wooden. But other than that, I mean, there's not a lot on the team. Um, and Alabama certainly got more talent, certainly got more NFL talent, certainly got more potential. But that doesn't always win the game. So, yeah, Jimmy, I'm worried. The spread came out of what, Alabama 21 and a half? Is that what I saw? Yeah, uh, 21. Yeah, that's, that's what I saw. And I, I think it's high based on how both teams have played the last couple of weeks. Um, but, you know, the more the more that I've looked at it in, in the past few hours and last night, the more I've looked at it, I, I feel better uh, in terms of, I mean, look, Auburn's best win is what? Uh, they haven't beaten anyone good. Uh, arguably their best win is Texas A&M. Uh, that's great. Uh, they, I think their best performance was probably the loss at Mississippi State. Alabama beat Mississippi State 30-6. to six. Uh, Alabama has a few quality wins over good teams that will be in good bowls. Alabama only lost twice to top 10 teams on the road. Uh, you, you just look at the results of this season, and it's extremely difficult to make a case that Auburn will win this game. Uh, I was just looking at some Alabama defensive numbers, uh, Luke, and uh, one thing that stood out to me is obviously the Tennessee game was pretty disastrous for Alabama's defense. But other than that, I mean, what's the sec- – that's what I was curious. What's the second worst defensive performance this season for Alabama? What was – okay, if Tennessee's the worst, what was second worst? Is it Tennessee? Uh, I mean, is it is, – I'm sorry, is it Arkansas? Uh, because Alabama gave up 26. That's the second 
most points Alabama's given up. Saw's touchdowns was a three-yard drive after a special teams screw-up that, that gave them the ball on the three. Uh, that's seven of their 26 right there. Uh, I'm just saying Alabama's been pretty good defensively all season except for Tennessee. And our Auburn's in any way, shape, or form. So I don't think Auburn's going to score much. Uh, I, I, you know, my official prediction or, or what I'm leaning to official prediction-wise, I'm going to give Auburn 14 based on the fact they're probably playing their best football of the year. And Alabama's defense, while good, isn't uh, elite. Uh, Auburn will get something. But uh, I can't really fathom them get, get, getting more than 14 in this game. Yeah, I can uh, – I, I see where you're going. I see where you're going here. And it dawned on me that, you know what I think our second worst defensive performance was? Texas A&M. Because Texas A&M is so bad that we kind of let them do something. Now, we set them up in good position with some turnovers too. But in the end, that Texas A&M team should not have been within a one-score game of us. So, I guess I would go Texas A&M. Yeah, you could make the case for Arkansas too. But I think Arkansas, at least I was on the road and at least – we had sort of let our guard down and the air went out of our balloon when Bryce went out. So, I mean, just throwing that in there, that didn't have anything to do much of anything. Um, but yeah. And look, I can see where you would be optimistic about this. And and we talked about this yesterday on the podcast, by the way, I got some notes that yesterday's podcast, at least my audio was a little choppy. I was doing it down in my basement um, where I was, thought I was closer to the Wi-Fi, So I thought it would help. And uh, maybe I screwed up with that. I apologize to everybody listening. I had some people say something about it. And um, so I'm very sorry about that. Usually it's Jimmy screwing up. This was me. It's on me. It's on me. Um, So, um, but, you know, we talked about this yesterday, that um, if Alabama will show up and say, okay, here's the deal, guys. Yeah, we're going to a bowl. We're going to go to a pretty good bowl. And you and I are going to talk about that in the next segment. But this, this right here, this right here is what the what the deal is. In the bowl game, we know – I mean, don't say this in your pep talk, but you know Will Anderson Bryce Young aren't playing. You know probably some other dudes aren't playing. But – so this is the deal. This is the deal. You want to put a good – you want to put a nice bow on kind of a disappointing present of this season. You know, this, this season has been like Father's Day, but you get a tie. You know, so let's uh, let's put a nice wrapping on it by beating the ever living dog crap out of Auburn. If you do that, everybody be like, okay. And and even though everybody Auburn will have a built in excuse of, well, we had an interim coach and nobody cared and we're not going to a bowl game and we're bad. I don't care. It'll still count for me. It'll count for me. I love it. I still love 49 to nothing in 2012. I love it. I, I, I could watch that game 100 times over. So if we get another 49 to nothing against a bad Auburn team, I don't care. It, I just want to get 49 to nothing. I don't care if they're good or bad. So here's the other thing that people should be optimistic about. Um, and, again, this just dawned on me because I started thinking, uh, you know, we don't typically play very well in Jordan-Hare. We didn't last year. We didn't in 19, even though we put up 45 points. We didn't in 17 because we lost the game. Uh, we didn't in 15, even though we covered the spread and won by 16. Um, and we obviously didn't play great in 13 because we lost on the kick six. But um, the last time we lost at home, off the top of your head, do you know? I'll let you answer. To Auburn, 2010, which no. is what this 
No, 2019 in LSU. I'm saying last time lost at home at all. Last, oh, I thought you meant specifically to Auburn. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> no. LSU. Yeah. No, but I mean, you're right about the Auburn part too. But what I'm saying is we had a rather – we went to the national championship game last year, but there were some pedestrian moments for us. Uh, and we still stayed undefeated at home. 2020, we were dominant and undefeated at home. And this year, even though we've looked – pretty mediocre for most of the year by our standards we're undefeated at home so yes i feel like alabama should win this game but i just hate the fact that they have hope there's nothing more dangerous than an auburn fan with hope or an auburn team with hope um let me let me go ahead and tell everybody about upside now because i i love upside there's their uh logo they're they're fantastic i use them all the time i just got a notification that on my last fill up i made a dollar 54 on my upside purchase. Now you say, oh, $1.54. Well, but see, I have a lot. So every time I fill up, I make somewhere between a dollar and two dollars every time I fill up. And so when you drive a lot and you don't think about it and it doesn't cost anything, all of a sudden you look down there and you got about 50 bucks in your upside account. And you're like, hey, okay, I can that's a whole tank of gas. Um, that's pretty awesome. I'm telling you, I love upside. It's so easy, it's a free app. Go check them out. Um, download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D. Now, here's the other thing. It works in restaurants. It works in grocery stores. The great thing about restaurants, there's a place called Tin Drum in Noonan, Georgia. And I had to go through Georgia the other day and I like, it's sort of like a, like a Moe's Southwest grill, but for Asian food. And um, I like the place. Well, I just, it just happened to pull up that it's on my upside app that you get like 30% cash back. I was like, Oh my God, that's awesome. So I went in there and ate lunch, uh, got my 30% cash back. And then the next day I'm coming home from my sales trip and I stopped there and eat lunch again and get another 30% back. I mean, you can't beat that. I mean, it's just free money. So go check out Upside, the free app. I love them. Um, use promo code LOCKED and you will get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using the promo code L-O-C-K-E-D. Go check out the Upside app. It's available everywhere. You'll love it. All right, Jimmy, let's talk about some bold destination possibilities here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think we have to... Let's talk about what the possibilities are and what we want to happen. Okay. Um, I need to pull up where these bowls are too while we're talking. But uh, I've seen the projection of Alabama, Clemson, and the Orange Bowl. Uh, That seems to be the most prevalent one. Um, And I could live with that, except it just, I mean, we've done this Clemson thing so much that it's hard to say. Um, As I'm getting a phone call, and I apologize for that. Yeah, but. Dabo, he doesn't want to play Alabama either because his entire defensive line is going to opt out and enter the draft. All right, so I'm going to let you talk on the bowls while I uh, handle this. <laughs> sure. I think it's going to be Clemson uh, in the Orange Bowl. I mean, that, that's what I think is the most likely scenario. I think it'll be a, an interesting matchup if it happens. Again, we get so Alabama-centric uh, we don't think about what's happening to other teams, but but this is going to be a fact. I mean, Alabama's going to have opt-outs. I'll be surprised if Bryce plays, not having anything to do with Bryce himself, but his shoulder. Uh, I think he's going to want to rehab and, and and rest his shoulder so it's 100% for 
for uh, for all the draft stuff he's going to have to do, like individual workouts, pro day, and even the combine. Uh, I don't think Will Anderson is going to play a football game. He's maybe the first player taken in the draft that's not a quarterback. So, and, and there'll be other opt outs, uh, you know, from there, whether Gibbs, Ricks, other guys that might uh, battle, you know, guys that might project pretty high in the draft. I don't know if they'll play. Uh, and then you have the portal, you know, starting December 5th, players can choose to enter the portal. I think Alabama's going to have several in the portal. And if they're in the portal, they're, they're, they're gone and probably aren't playing either. So uh, Alabama's going to have a lot of opt-outs. They'll have a lot of guys who are already in the portal. Uh, it's going to hurt and it's going to be difficult to beat somebody like Clemson in that situation, but they'll be in the same situation too. They'll also have opt-outs and guys in the portal. So we have to kind of wait and see, you know, who has the most roster damage before we could speak too, too much about, you know, who's got the personnel advantage. But if it's not Clemson in the Orange Bowl, Luke, I think the second most likely thing is playing a Big 12 team in the Sugar Bowl, uh, the most likely Big 12 team based on outcomes you'd expect to happen would be Kansas State at this point. Uh, TC would have to lose a lot. Uh, Texas would have to win a lot, and Kansas State would have to lose. And I'm not sure everybody wants to see a rematch. Uh, and thirdly, uh, I think the third biggest possibility is the Cotton Bowl. If you play in the Cotton Bowl, you're uh, most likely matched up against a uh, the group of five team. Uh, Cotton Bowl has two at-larges uh, this year. I mean, I, I think that's uh, where the group of five team uh, that's uh, that's definitely a part of things, highest-ranked group of five team that's a conference champion. Uh, could be Cincinnati, could be Tulane, uh, could be uh, Central Florida, uh, probably one of those oh. three teams most likely. Oh. Uh, you uh, know. Wait a minute. I got time out. I mean, playing Central Florida makes my tummy hurt. I mean, I, there's yeah. no reason to do that. You talk about a game that I would hate to play, not because I'm scared of Central Florida, but because we would have a gazillion opouts. They would have none. And, um, well, you know, it'd be another Gus Malzahn is a hero, even though he lost to Navy this week. The yeah, only time Navy's ever sweet. beaten. He's got that yeah. quarterback that 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 would be. It's a matchup problem for us. It's a matchup problem for anybody. That's the thing that drives yeah. me nuts. Like, oh more, they got a dual threat quarterback. You know, we don't do well against those. Well, we actually do. We haven't done well against dual threat guys that are so good they might win the Heisman Trophy. But who doesn't? Uh, John John Rice Plumley is a difficult matchup for Alabama. Well, he's played him before, like he is for everybody, and we have beaten him before. You know, but. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you, Luke. I, I would rather play Orange Bowl, Sugar Bowl than in the Cotton Bowl against a group of five team myself. But, again, uh, I'm just going to be really curious as to what Alabama's roster looks like. If you have 10 opt-outs, and there could be, there really could be. If you have 10, and then you have 10 more guys on the portal, you're, you're going to the bowl game with 65. <laughs> well, um and it would be – I, I kind of like the idea of the, the Tulane Cotton Bowl thing. I saw that on ESPN. That's kind of interesting. Um, you know, and all this. I think they'll lose to Cincinnati this weekend myself. True. That's just a prediction. And uh, if they do, then Tulane will be out. But, yeah, I mean, of the three, I'd like to play them because that has an old SEC feel to, yeah. to it. But the most likely uh, matchup is probably Cincinnati, which is funny because that's oh. exactly who Alabama played in the Cotton Bowl one year ago. Yeah, let's – I mean, good God, y'all. I mean, this is why you need a bowl czar to, to make sure things like that don't happen. That that would be – I mean, everybody would be completely disinterested in that. It just wouldn't be – Cincinnati it, it might be. 
Cincinnati, I mean, but I'm saying the nation. The nation would enjoy Alabama Tulane. There are a lot of storylines. Alabama Cincinnati rematch for no reason and for no uh, consequence would not be fun. Um, I don't like that idea at all. I'm just really hoping that doesn't happen. Um, but the idea of Tulane, okay, I can get behind that. That Clemson, I, I'm not fired up about it, but if it's in the Orange Bowl, and again, we'll have a DJ Uyunglele and then a DJ Uyunglele light in our own Jalen Milrow, um, <laughs> they, they will uh, they will be facing off, I assume. So that would be kind of interesting. It'd be two quarterbacks that people don't have a lot of faith in their passing ability right now, rightly or wrongly. And so that could be interesting. And, you know, it, it Dabo and Alabama always have a uh, – they're tied at the hip. And so I guess that's okay. I guess we need to just see how this thing plays out. But um, I, I, the Kansas State thing just makes me kind of vomit a little bit. I'm not – I don't want to play they're Kansas They're a good State. team. They're a good team. They are. But I don't – I mean, that's, that's not sexy enough. Yeah, it's a good – they're physical. They run the ball. You know, uh, I, I say any team we play that's primarily a run team sort of feels like a good matchup for us. Uh, you're going to be sort of similar to the Auburn team that we're, uh, that we're about to play Saturday in some ways, although their quarterback, Adrian Martinez, assuming he plays in the game, uh, is a little more uh, dynamic than what Auburn's got. Adrian, uh, another dual-threat quarterback, more dangerous with his legs than his arm, uh, but an experienced fifth-year guy or six-year guy even. So uh, – I, I, I'm I'm solidly on board with Clemson. I, I just and, and another thing, the Clemson game could be cool in this way too, Luke. To me, uh, is you have to see how the games play out. But it's very Alabama plays Clemson that Alabama and Clemson will finish five and six in the playoff rankings. Literally, be the first two teams out uh, and, and and sort of feel like the third semifinal which it's not, or even close to that. <laughs> but uh, five or six would make for an interesting uh, story. Let me go ahead and tell everybody about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for your sports betting info, stats, podcast analysis, news, whatever you want at Bet Online. It's awesome. Get the latest odds, trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer to esports, we got it all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you'll find those at betonline.net as well. We're always the fastest, fastest, fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix in. And everybody, Lord knows you need that betting fix this time of year. It's time. It's bowl season. You want to get the bet online and uh, get that bet in because that's what we do, people. That's how you do. Uh, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more because bet online is so easy and so fast. It won't take but a second. Bet online is where the game starts. All right, Jimmy, uh, I'm going to let you sort of go off here for a minute on potential coaching changes. There was uh, there have been some interesting rumors, some names thrown around, and one name that was thrown around on a Texas A&M board for potentially coming to Texas A&M, and I've seen it on Alabama board for potentially coming to Alabama in terms of an offensive coordinator, uh, even though Bill O'Brien's probably in the corner going somewhere going, hey, y'all don't need to bury me. I'm not dead yet. Um, to most of us, you're already dead. Um but Dan Mullen is that name. What would you think there? It's actually, um, you know, in, in terms of realistic names, I, I'd probably be a little more excited about Mullen than all the other names. And I also think that it's very realistic. I, I think that Alabama fans might want to get used to this. I'm not not telling you guys it's going to be Dan Mullen. I'm just saying that uh, 
of all the names that are out there or guys that could potentially be the hire. I think this one makes a lot of sense for Alabama at this time and place. Um, and, you know, as to whether he'd go to Texas A&M over Alabama, I guess that's possible. I don't know what his relationship is with Jimbo Fisher. I just know at Alabama, he has an extensive relationship with Nick Saban, but he does with Greg Byrne. So that that's interesting is, is his relationship with Byrne. Secondly, I'm going by what Nick Saban himself has said publicly. This isn't this isn't an uh, inside scoop. I, I think a lot of times Nick Saban tells you exactly what's going on in the media. No one just assumes he does, so they don't really pay attention. But Saban said specifically to the media about what he wants the offense to be after Bryce is, I want to run the ball. I want a lot of RPOs. That is Dan Mullen's wheelhouse. I mean, that's, that's what Mullen is best at. Uh, also, think of the quarterbacks that Mullen has worked with in the past, from Alex Smith to Tim Tebow to Dak Prescott, dual threat athletic guys. That's Jalen Milrow. That's Ty Simpson. Uh, they're both excellent fits with what Mullen has historically done with his offense. Uh, Saban did say spread, run the ball, RPOs. That's Dan Mullen. He's also available. I, I do think it makes sense that if he's an OC for Saban, that might be his path back to being a head coach at a big school. Uh, it's worked for others. Uh, the job also pays a lot of money, more than I'm sure than he's making in what what's amounted to a part-time role in the media. I'll also say this. Uh, I think in the media, Dan Mullen's been really, really good. Every time I've seen him on TV, he impresses me. I, I, I think he's almost surprisingly good at that job. He isn't shy about his opinions at all, and his breakdowns, his tape breakdowns are excellent, as you would imagine. So I, I think of all the names out there, the one that makes the most sense is Dan Mullen. As to Bill O'Brien sitting in the corner waving his arms, uh, I think if he is, he's just calling for a taxi cab. I, 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 don't, I don't think Bill O'Brien wants – this tenure at Alabama to be more than two years. I think he's going to do something else, whether if Alabama was the number one offense in the nation scoring 58 a week, uh, I don't think Bill O'Brien, uh, I think it was a two-year thing and it was going to be a two-year thing. And, uh, and, and he'll, he'll be either a college head coach or an NFL offensive coordinator next season. I think people liked it better when you said next week versus next week. <laughs> Uh, but here's the thing on Dan Mullen. I'm assuming I'm assuming Dan Mullen is probably still getting paid by Florida, and there's some kind of offset thing there. So maybe he, he could come pretty cheap. I don't know. But um, could be. but Mitt Sexton and Arizona Sexton is his agent. I forgot yeah. to throw that in as another factor. Uh, and most of Sexton's deals don't have an offset. Uh, so I think Mullen could just come to Tuscaloosa on a two or three year deal and get get super rich again. A uh, college guy, I, you know, I think sometimes when something doesn't, it's not perceived as working, Luke, you have a tendency in life, not just football, but like, okay, this didn't work. Then you do the opposite. And by that, I mean, the Bill O'Brien thing, he's an NFL guy, he runs an NFL concepts. I think a natural reaction is a uh, college guy. Uh, this didn't work. Let's, let's go get a college guy. That's Dan. All right, buddy. That's going to do it for today's podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Appreciate you guys so much. Sorry for the audio difficulties in the last pod, but we always are a work in progress. Somebody said it's not very professional. And I was like, that'd be too much of a coincidence because that's exactly how I would describe us. Not very Welcome professional. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Welcome to the show. All right. All right, buddy. We'll talk tomorrow. Until then, roll tide. Roll tide.